gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. It is Tuesday. <coughs> Boy, it rained and the wind blew last night. We are still officially in the middle of a severe drought, so you know, winter winter softens the blow of drought. But we need this. We need this rain. We need to we need to have the rain in our water table and our lakes and rivers as we move into the spring, and hopefully we come out of the drought. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. In a wet, rainy day, man. Yes, it is. Damp, chilly. Uh, regular special guest dude on Tuesday, native son of Columbia, favorite son of Columbia, 1977 graduate of Columbia Central High School, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Where are you on your way? You're, looks like you're in your car, Ron. Yeah, I got some meetings in Atlanta. Got my pistol. Oh, everything's good. There you go. <laughs> Regular special guest on Tuesday, also chair of the Murray County Republican Party and member of the Murray County Commission, Jerry Breidenbaugh. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. Let's see. Ron, you are writing this week about the death of comedy. You know, what's the old foghorn? Yeah, foghorn, leghorn. It's a joke, son. It's a joke. You know? <laughs> it's a joke, son. Yeah, people are real serious today about this comedy thing. That while the kids will look around a room, somebody says something funny, it seems okay to laugh. Everybody's afraid of offending somebody or, you know, just, you know, everybody's just so scared. And, and, and you know, humor's good for you. All these old comedians, Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks and Norman Lear just died at 100. Uh, you know, Bob Barker died at 99 because he didn't want to go over 100. You know, <laughs> Price is right. Uh, but these guys, uh, they're funny and laughing and joking and stuff. That just makes you live longer. It's, it's proven in a lot of different ways. You got this Netflix special called Blue Zones. It's talks about people who live long and the things they do. And one of the uh, part and parcel of the things they do is they laugh a lot. They have friends, community, and they laugh a lot. So, uh, and in this PC world, you know, there hasn't been a good comedy made in like, 15 years. I mean, you think, name one on TV right now, must-see TV. There's no Friends. There's no 30 Rock. There's no All in the Family. There's no Jeffersons. There's nothing to watch on TV. It's just terrible. And uh, when humor dies, uh, civilization suffers, you know. And certainly the political humor that I do kind of holds the powerful accountable when you make fun of it. It's always been the case with uh, uh, history and uh, around the world. The person that Taliban did it, in Afghanistan, took control of Afghanistan. They killed this comedian who was making fun of them. First thing they did. <laughs> so it hurts to have a mirror put to your face. I will say this though, Ron: uh, the Dave Chappelle's newest stand-up, and then Ricky Gervais's newest stand-up on Netflix. Um, they kind of go against the grain, and uh, they, they, def- yeah. they definitely are pushing it. Both of them are pushing it. Uh, to the limits, and I saw a tweet that Ricky Gervais had put out about uh, to Dave Chappelle saying, "Hey, we we both got the number one and two comedy or streaming shows on Netflix. Why don't we host Oscars together?" Now Hollywood would never go for that, but if you saw the clips from when he did the Golden Globes a few years back, Ricky Gervais—I mean, that was just absolutely classic. Oh yeah, he, you know, 
there's, there's something, uh, I think Chappelle said it to stand up in particular. Somebody told me there's F you money, and we got a lot of money. You can do what you want to do. F you do what I want to do, whatever. And then you can have so much money, you have F me money. Yeah. You can, like, Chappelle can take a chance for the trans community, uh, gay community, whatever he's kidding about. You know, Gervais can do it as well. He's made enough money off the office. Yes. I mean, so much money off the office. He's, you know, he's F proof. Uh, but he can, you know, Kanye was that way for a while too. I mean, he really kind of messed this up. He had corporate sponsors where it's more, you know, civilized, but Disney's had like eight movie failures in a row. They, they had these, they cast them weird. They had these liberal themes. People just don't want to be preached to and condescended to in their humor. This late night comic, Stephen Colbert's is arrogant, not funny and terrible, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, terrible. That was where it's, we first uh, noticed it with Colbert. He was just never funny. He's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a mean guy. I mean, yeah. it's not funny. Trump's fat. Trump's orange. Trump's fat. He's a lot. He's not, that's not humor. That's just statements, right? Uh, so that's that's where we are with humor. And it's, it's just too bad because, you know, it's it's just too good. I mean, humor is too important to us. Uh, you know, we, I went to a funeral yesterday, and people only talk. At a funeral about the fun times, the funny things that happen. They don't talk about you. Remember that time we were real serious about this? That was about the funny things that happen in people's lives, right? Those are memorable things. And, and everybody's so scared now to have fun and smile and take some chances. Right. Cancel culture is a problem, you know? Yeah, I thought we and mentioned my, We mentioned yeah. a few weeks ago on the show, I think you were on with us. I mean, you, you think about it. 20 years ago when the Chappelle show was on Comedy Central, there's no way in today's society they would even – think about putting that show on the air if you look at some of the right. skits that, that he did i mean yeah you're, you're exactly right are, are we, we've all Sam, Sam, it's not funny either anymore it's not funny at all it used to be funny in the heyday of belushi and, and Ackroyd and those guys and you also got a situation with uh chappelle with the chappelle show he you know, he he's he's summarily quit and went to africa he just got tired of the censors beating him up he's trying to be funny with his realm of funny and you know and the censors just kept cutting him back, cutting him back. You're trying to write something. You got some little, you know, lawyer, you know, the hyphenated name in HR saying you can't say this, you can't say that. You know, it stifles creativity. You know, you should be allowed to make some mistakes and, and, and be accountable for it. You know, but now everybody has to go do a tearful apology every time they tread on some line of the, the loudest, you know, whiniest little, you know, 1% that gets offended by everything. I agree. No, I, 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 I mean... Yeah, I mean, you think about the Clayton Bigsby skit from the Chappelle show. There's no way. Oh, yeah. There is no way that could be on television now. Yeah, but it, it serves a purpose, right? Talks about a white racist. Do you remember the white racist guy? Yeah, yeah. He was a, uh, he, he was a black, black white supremacist. Yes. Who, yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of room in that scenario to make some very important points, right, about race and you know, how, how people can be indoctrinated into race and not you know, see yeah, things. That, I mean, the guy was blind, right? Yeah, he was yeah. blind. Yeah, but he was he was raised uh, as a as a white kid, and he grew up as a black white supremacist. Yes, it, it, only Dave Chappelle could come up with something like that. But it but it was again, you, you couldn't have it on television now. No, we were watching before Thanksgiving. There was a Saturday. If y'all saw it, it was a Saturday Night Live Thanksgiving special, and it had all of their holiday skits in it. And after about 40 minutes, I looked at my wife. I said, why am I not seeing any of the not ready for primetime players here? Why is there nothing from the 70s and 80s? And she looked at me and said, because it would be so offensive, they wouldn't let it on. It was funny, and it was funnier than what they were playing, but it would never survive now. 
And that's sad. Yeah, Nate that's Bar- just sad. Nate Bargazi, who's a friend, he's a great guy. If you've never seen, I know Clayton's seen his act. But Nate Bargazi is a rising com- comic from Nashville. Mm-hmm. He, he hosted about a month ago. He had a great George Washington skit. I, I encourage your listeners to Google it. Nate Bargazi, George Washington, SNL. Really thoughtful and funny and, and good and the way humor is supposed to be. He was edgy. I mean, he made the point about race and what happened in America and how we measure things, leaders versus pounds and gallons. And it, was, it was just funny. And it hasn't been a really funny skit. And it was toward the end, too. So I don't think they thought it was going to be funny. It's just same thing with Cowbell. Remember the, the Cowbell one? Yeah, Will uh, Ferrell. Yeah, with Christopher Walken yeah. and, and all. That was toward the end. And uh, no one thought that was going to be funny. You know, you just never know. Sometimes they just hit it. They just hit on all cylinders and, and they're funny, you know, but, but, but to be funny, you have to take chances and to take chances means some of them don't hit all the time. Right. So I, I pointed out this joke I did a while back. Uh, and again, and I, you know, I get most of the heat from the left, right? The Christian right, the right's really kind to me, a lot more tolerant. That's a, a, a total misnomer in the world that the Christian right's not tolerant. Uh, the, the, they're a lot more tolerant than the left. The left is not tolerant at all. But one joke I did get a little pushback on was uh, around Christmas, there was a thing about, you know, Jesus in the manger or whatever. And, and jokingly, I said, you know, Jesus, uh, Joseph Mary had it, you know, to, to uh, have Jesus. They were going to name him Joseph Jr. until Mary stubbed her toe. All right, all right. Well, and and, and I saw I saw that at the bottom of your column, Ron, and and I you could classify me as part of the Christian right, and and it wasn't a guffaw belly laugh, but I I saw the humor in it. I thought, yeah, that's kind of cute. But but I've also told people, you know, that that Mary and Joseph probably would have been able to get room if they hadn't been traveling during the Christmas season. Yeah, I've done one time. The, the guy, one guy brings gold, another guy's like myr, myrrh and frankincense. We like the myrrh and frankincense people really had to be embarrassed. Some guy brings gold. <laughs> yeah. oh, We've all man. been through that. The east side has to take some some ribbing, you know, and 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 it, it, you know, it makes you think. If you don't laugh, fine. You're offended, fine. It is what it is. Turn it off. Don't read. Don't read the column. It's real simple. But I think there's a, there's an underground network right now, as Clayton, the guys pointed out, Chappelle and people with enough money. Clint Eastwood can do it in Hollywood. He's Republican now. Schwarzenegger's Republican. There's a level of your career that you can go out and be who you are and not worry about it. You know, and you see as these guys get older in Hollywood, they come out as Republican. You know, uh, you, you got a lot of them that are actually just just coming out, you know, as a Republican. They're just tired of seeing it all the time. I was well, imagine using the word coming out to Republicans. Well, you know, they're, they're coming out. It's like, it's like Dave, it's like Dave Chappelle said when Trump first got elected. Dave, what 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 are you going to do now that Trump has has been elected and, and is president of the United States? He said, "Well, I'm probably going to get a huge tax break." It it, it, yeah. it, it was yeah. quite funny. It was quite fr- funny that uh, yeah, he I talk, mean, yeah, and you talk about uh, you know Bruce Jenner known as Caitlyn Jenner now. She said it was hard in Hollywood to come out as a trans or whatever, cross-dress or whatever she is, than a Republican. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Think, about, think about that for a second. Yeah, I, you're, that's what I was thinking, Ron. You're absolutely right. Um. <laughs> this is a lot of social pressures, et cetera. My buddy's in the movie business out there, and he, he'll cast a movie, produce a movie, and they have a DEI committee. So they get through casting it. You know, they try to get the best actors, the best roles, the best places. And the DEI person comes in there and completely shuffles the deck on them. You know, so if they have the you know, 
weird characters playing weird roles. And it's just, it's gotten to where it's hard to have a believable movie. You know, uh, I asked you if I could be cast as Mandingo, the next you know, Mandingo remake. Cast myself as that. You know, it's it's kind of how they do things. They're just the opposite of what you think they're going to be in these movies. Well, what, what president now, I just thought, would would welcome the comedian to the White House that does an impersonation of him like George Bush did Dana Carvey? If you remember, Bush went on Saturday Night Live and did a parody of Carvey doing him. Right. It yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. And and you just don't see that those folks with that kind of self-modesty anymore not only let people poke fun yeah. of them, but, but get in on the joke. That's really what makes people yeah. likable. In the, com- in the column, I point out John Kennedy, the, the president of the United States, was very funny. He pointed his brother, Bobby Kennedy, to be attorney general, kind of a young lawyer or whatever. And, and uh, you know, when he got heat on it, he said, you know, I want Bobby to get some experience before he goes into law practice. <laughs> He's attorney general, you know, and, and uh, he jokes about, you know, winning the election. And he talked about his dad, you know, they don't election fraud, which you can't even talk about now without going to jail, apparently, questioning the election. There's a lot of questions around John Kennedy's election and his dad's ties to the mafia in Chicago, et cetera, Luciano, people in Chicago. And the joke was, he told it. John Kennedy told it. He said, my dad said, look, son, I'll buy an election up, but I'll be damned if I'm going to buy a landslide. <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> All right, we're going to take a break and come back. <clears throat> of today are among the most dependable and luxurious vehicles in America and Parks Motor Sales has them all. Find excellent deals on the Buick LaCrosse, Cascada, and Regal. Parks has SUVs, the Encore, Enclave, and Envision. Their exceptional staff can help you find your best fit with financing for your budget. For a vehicle that has everything, experience the new Buick. For a dealer that has everything, experience Parks Motor Sales. Visit 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com Hi, this is George Rawls with The Way Realty. Please allow me to share a little bit about us. We measure our success by the quality of service you receive. We provide many ways to help you get the most when selling your house, like home staging, landscaping, repairs, professional pictures, and aggressive marketing. Our listings are posted on the MLS, Realtracks.com, Zillow, Realtor.com, and Trulia. Your house will most likely be your biggest investment for your family and for your future retirement. Let us help you fulfill the American dream by buying, building, or selling your next home. And most importantly, let this new year be a great year by putting Jesus first in your life. Jesus Christ changes lives. I know because he changed mine. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trotwood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. 
Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. My name's Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody out there. Good morning. Regular special guest dude, native son, favorite son of Columbia, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. And Jerry Breidenbaugh, chair of the Murray County Republican Party and member of the Murray County Commission. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back, Jim. You bring my crawfish? No, I ate them on the way. <laughs> it was so good and smelling so good, Jerry, I couldn't bring them all the way. Well, I'd have done the same thing, so don't feel bad about it. <laughs> Sounds really good. Really good. Yeah, Mr. York spent uh, the, week, the week between Christmas and New Year's with his friends and family in New Orleans. That's where he grew up. Uh, and and uh, we always love hearing about his... He, he, Jerry, he did bring us a king cake. Uh which is he may have to explain it again. It's, yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, it's it's part of the Christian tradition of uh, Louisiana. Uh, it, I think it basically stands for it, it's a cake with. Tell us what it is, Mr. York. Yeah, it's a cake. Uh, it's generally during the Epiphany season, and uh, it it represents the gifts. But on the cake, there's three colors: purple, green, and gold. Purple stands for justice. Uh, Green stands for growth, and gold stands for prosperity. And there's a plastic baby that's in the cake, which represents the baby Jesus. And when you put it in there, whoever gets the slice of cake with the baby in it should have a year of prosperity. Yeah, it's part of the Louisiana Christian uh, Christmas season tradition. Yeah. So, we, uh, Jerry, there's some king, king cake in there in the break room. Just help yourself. It's pretty good. So if you eat the whole cake yourself, the chances are you're going to have a good year. If, if you eat the whole cake, come on, yeah. come on, share it, though, Clayton. I'm just saying, if I, you know, if, if, if I'm wanting prosperity for the whole year, I'm probably going to have my own cake. Yeah, you're probably going to grab everything to, to have that prosperity. That's probably true. Diabetes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> and gain thirty pounds. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, folks. The uh, Tennessee Legislature is convening today, as we uh, as we speak, and they'll have their legislative session probably the last three or four months. The I guess the headline issue on there is uh, is the school voucher. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the headline. Jerry, to me, you were talking earlier though that uh, of course of interest to. The Murray County Commission uh, would be what the legislature may may or may not do about impact fees. Uh, I, I believe you said that at least four different bills have been introduced uh, 
Yeah, and I just heard that at the budget committee meeting last night, so I don't have a lot of detail behind it um, other than to say that there are counties across the state now. I don't know much about East Tennessee, but I know especially here in Middle Tennessee um, that there are four different minimum of four different bills. I don't know if there will be more or not, but um, with a variety of fees or taxes, one of them is is, uh, a the a, a not exactly the way we talked about it before, but uh, the transfer tax that we talked about on on deed registration um, or recording, uh, the impact fees on development. Um, there's some discussion about which counties qualify for how much and all that type of thing. But uh, I do know that it is it is becoming more and more of a joint effort right, with right. the counties in Middle Tennessee, and there will be a minimum of four different bills introduced uh, in the House that will. Yeah, you know, kind of like volume. I mean, we're going to go after them and get something passed to right. help the counties that are that are growing. The Murray County is not the only. Uh, go ahead, Mr. York. Yeah, I was going to ask Jerry a question. That's I've been burning. I've been intending to ask this question. I miss Scott with it. But Jerry, you all recently voted to 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 hire a lobbyist. Uh, yes, and those doesn't lobbyists that, doesn't that let, let me let me finish. Okay. Doesn't that show lack of confidence in your representative, who's from Murray County, to get the job done? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Those lobbyists will be at our county commission meeting next Tuesday. Um, if anybody wants to come and hear them, uh, they'll they'll be there to present to the commission. Uh, I don't know all of the detail behind them. Again, it was just an announcement last night that they'll be there, um, and uh, they'll they'll present to us but when you and jim i'm sure you know this you see you know how the legislature works up there and and each group each interest group whether you are you know the electrical workers or the bar association or the homeowners or the home builders or whoever it is have lobbyists that work the different representatives uh to promote their interest and to encourage them you know to vote on bills uh that they support and lobbyists are just a part of the political process and they assist i look at it as an assist to the local representatives who are promoting the interests of their district and i know scott's doing that but it is in no way intended to be a um, an indication of a lack of confidence in either Scott's ability or Senator Hensley's ability or Representative Capley's ability uh, in any of that. They are more of a supplement to that to walk the Capitol. Um, and any day you go up there, you will see lobbyists roaming the hallways and going in and out of offices. Uh, representatives don't have the time to do that they've got other duties that they must attend to and the lobbyists are there uh to do that so yes i we discussed it uh was uh we, we did it last year but i think we've got a good uh, from what i'm told we've got a good crew this year they're going to be an asset to us um and and i look for some success this year i really hope it uh it we do finally break through but jerry I yeah but jerry the jerry, bottom line what they charge? The, the bottom line though is that this is the first time this county has ever hired lobbyists to go up there and try to get an issue passed, I think. No, it's not. To my recollection. No, no we hired That's lobbyists good. last year as well. Okay, so you hired uh, lobbyists yeah. using taxpayer funds to, to, to get somebody to do 
what the representative just is lacking to do. That that's the bottom line. What well, way I well, see and it. I didn't know. I disagree with that because yeah, we I, and I, we I, talked I, about that, and that idea was brought up. You know, we're spending. Uh, I think it was last year. I think this year is the same thing. Seventy five thousand dollars for these lobbyists to go up there and do something. But when you when you look at it from a pure return on investment perspective, the money that is spent to uh, to get these impact fees, these transfer taxes, this money back to the county, then the return to the county in investment money to build the roads, build the schools, and do everything else necessary to accommodate the growth more than uh, more than pays back what we have yeah, to spend. Yeah, but that's if they're successful. If they're not successful, that's money going through the rat hole. That's very that, – well, I wouldn't call it going through the rat hole, but it is a uh, – it's a calculated risk that every uh, business, every association goes through. Uh, you – you just have to you have to do it because if we didn't have it, uh, we'd stand no chance. Absolutely, yeah. I know no private chance. business. Private businesses gonna always yeah. have their lobbyists, but they're private businesses. Not now. I, don't, I wonder how many other counties have paid lobbyists up there on the hill. Almost all. You're, you're up against the home builders. You're saying you pay seventy five thousand a year for lobbyists. That's that's the number. I believe it was this year, Ron. Yes. And that's and that's for everything you do and, and, and legislature, et cetera. And how do you quantify their success? Well the the success is whether or not one of these bills gets passed. Um, and Let's I can tell you, paid. to answer your question, Jim, Rutherford County has lobbyists. I believe Sumner County has lobbyists. I'm not sure about Wilson uh, or the counties to the west of us. But, yeah, there are, are several counties now that have jumped on. So we've got more than just ours that's working the halls up there. Um, and, and the and bill lo- that you're getting passed is not just for Murray County. It's for the whole state. It right? will, will be statewide. That is correct. Any bill that passes not, will be statewide. Those other counties are split on it. So you'd be more powerful if you, if you align yourself with those five or six counties and went up there as, as a bigger group and scare the legislatures more than just one county with one lobbyist. We well, I, I can't answer that in a in a governmental sense because I'm not sure about how how shared funds work and that kind of thing. Um, we we did that last year, I believe, with Rutherford County, where we agreed uh, to share the same lobbyist and, and spend. Uh, everybody contributed money. Um, if I'm not best- – well, no, I, am, I can say this, that not only us but the school board contributed money to the cost of this lobbyist. Um, and, and, again, their strength in numbers. If each county has their own lobbyist, instead of having one lobbyist working for five counties, you've got five or ten lobbyists all out up there. You cover more area, you get more done, um, and you eventually get it passed. So yeah. the Murray County School Board has put money into the, lo- the fee for the lobbyists? Yes. And we need to build schools. And yes, we, we taking do. Money putting it in the lobbies. Again, it's a return. It it's a return on investment. Yeah. Well, you know, I lobbied quite often for the tennis for the school system in 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 the state of Tennessee up in Washington. Some bills we got passed. Some bills we didn't. I think Bill Frist was the senator at that time, and he did pass a good bill in the legislature, in Congress for the IDA. IDEA program. What's that, Mr. Orr? That was special needs kids. Okay. Well, I think the point Jerry's making is that the four bills have been introduced in the legislature from uh, counties other than Murray 
where they're seeking to have an impact fee, transfer tax, whatever, in, you know, adequate facilities, whatever you want to call it. But the problem is that Murray County is not the only county where uh, growth is extreme. And Murray County, as well as these other counties, are looking at having to impose higher taxes on the only tax base they have, which is the property tax owners. And the property tax owners are you know, are pretty well tapped out. I mean, the, 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 this commission has, uh, the members that I've talked to have stated emphatically that they're not going to pass any more property tax increases, period, in Murray County. And other counties are experiencing the same. And so what the adequate facilities impact fee and all that about is making growth pay for growth rather than existing property holders paying for growth who have nothing to do with the growth. So if that pro, if we don't get a lobbyist to get that push through, Jerry, what's plan B? Well, you, you, you work to get it pushed through this legislative session. And each legislative session, we have made progress. First year we tried it, it just got shot down in committee completely, overwhelmingly defeated. Last year we worked it again. Um, and you, you go back and, and you go, you know, this this worked, this didn't, this worked, this didn't. And sometimes it is a you don't get it on your first shot and last year we learned things we came close we didn't make it this year the effort is more of a joint effort between all of the middle tennessee counties um and each year you keep working it until you become successful the last thing you do is just give up after a couple of tries so again we continue to work it uh plan b if you will jim actually comes from last year because we had one bill that failed now we've got four and I feel real good about it. I think this year is going to be a success for us. Yeah, I mean, but the plan B, Mr. York, there, that's the problem. There really is no plan B, given that the uh, commission, I, I think, is, from all I can tell, the commissioners are very solid in their stance that they will not vote for a property tax increase. So, you know, the plan B is holding school underneath cedar trees. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, that, that's uh, in trailers. The, now, yeah. and I will, I will tell you this, um, and I'll put this out there for our listeners and call your neighbors and friends and everybody else. When these bills start to get into committee, there will be a coordinated communication effort to our membership of the Murray County Republican Party. I hope that Mr. Dallas has a communication to the members of the Democrat Party because this is not a policy, a partisan issue. This affects everybody. And we will organize groups and caravans to the Nashville legislature to flood these committee rooms and show the the folks, look, we're serious about this. We need it. It worked with the Duck River last year, and it can work this year. But we've got to have participation with the citizens to get up there and flood the committee rooms and show the committee members that were serious about it. Well, I'll tell you what, last year those committee rooms were, you better get there early because yes. they, they were flooded. Yep. They were flooded with lobbyists for the real estate development. And, and we try to get people there early so we take the seats so they can't have them. I have never seen as many lobbyists. Yeah. 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 And yeah, they, they, they were all. The is very big. Actually, they got 6% fixed commissions. That, that should never happen, I think. There should be more negotiated commissions on real estate transactions. That that this. To me, it's unbelievable that over the years, six percent, no matter what, they don't seem like to change worth you know ten million dollar house or 
you know, $10,000 house. I just don't understand how they have been able to hold up that because they got a good lobby. So you're up against the real, every, a lot of real estate agents. You're up against general contractors. Uh, you know, you're up against a lot of people to get, to get this thing done. So, I, you know, they all got big lobbyists. I know that. All right. Well, let's take a break. And we will come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Need a little extra cash for the holidays from now until christmas pillar plumbing heating cooling and electrical is giving you a 500 dollars visa gift card when you buy select new hvac systems or receive a 250 dollars gift card with a new tankless water heater and upgrade now with monthly payments as low as 79 dollars. visit happyhiller.com happy you'll be or the service is free call the happy face truck today This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hey, this is Jonathan Castile, a.k.a. John Boy, with John Boy's Handyman Service. One call and we'll handle it all. Truly means we'll handle it all. From pressure washing your house to doing remodeling. 
We're licensed, insured, and bonded. So rest assured, John Boy will handle it all. You can contact me at 931-242-7620 or my email, castilljonathan10 at gmail.com. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard, and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Del Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Come senators, congressmen, please heed the call. Don't stand in the doorway, don't block up the hall. For he that gets hurt will be the one who has stalled. There's a battle outside and it's raging. It'll soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the time. Changing. All right, we're back. Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. The times they are changing, and we will see what happens this year. I'm scared of it. Uh, whether it be good or bad, uh, we'll, we will see as the year unfolds. Dude, I'm dude number three. I'm Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Good morning, Dale. Good morning. I got a question I need to ask Ron when you get through introducing everybody. Okay. All right. Uh, 
regular special guest do, native son of Columbia, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. And Jerry Breidenbaugh, Murray County Commissioner and Chair of the Murray County Republican Party. And we've got another guest who's going to come on with us in just a minute. But, uh, Mr. Jordan, go ahead and ask Ron your question, and, and then we'll introduce our new guest. Ron, you, you're the money man. You're an economist and all that good stuff and deal with the big bucks. Uh, the jobs report, 216,000 jobs. It was estimated at uh, 170,000. Unemployment is at 3.7%. A wage increase was 0.4% increase, and 62.5% of, of of labor is participating. And, you know, a lot of people are saying people don't want to work, and I think that's probably the highest that it's been in a while. $222 billion, $222 billion during the Christmas holidays of online sales. Wouldn't you say Biden's economy is doing good, or would you say it's doing bad? Uh, I would say doing well, if it, I would say doing good. Uh, no, nah, I think basically what happens is it's not his economy, nor was it Trump's economy, nor was it Obama's economy. The economy does what it's going to do. All government does is get in the way. So you saw his policies of the Keystone Pipeline, canceling that when oil prices went up when he first came in. He's scared of not getting reelected. He's backed off a lot of these stupid inflationary things that he's done in the past and so you know the economy just you know, it tends to recover i mean it just always has we've had 73 recessions in the history of our country we, we recover from every one of them uh, we've overcome worse than him and you know we've overcome politicians a uh, number of boy bands i mean the world, the world moves on so uh yeah i mean it, it does what it does 3.7 percent employments you know good number uh Labor participation is at 62%. used to be 75 should be kind of higher. I mean, that's, that would be nice if it was higher. Wages are going up, which is caused because of inflation, right? The wages aren't covering the cost of what goods have gone up. But in general, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad economy. I don't think most people are feeling it at blue-collar level uh, like, like they are on Wall Street. But, uh, you know, Biden's, Biden's – uh, the big, big misnomer that y'all perpetuate that's not true is that Wall Street's owned by the Republicans – Quite the contrary. Democrats own Wall Street. Schumer, these guys, hedge fund guys up there, and they pay money to these guys for cover all the time. Big tech, things like that. So that's a little mis you know, the Republicans are somehow you know, owned by big business. That's really not the case. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty good economy right now. Rates are good, hopefully coming down. So okay. Bidenomics is working, right? Bottom well, up, what do middle out. I, it's, you know, what do you do? By, what are bottom up? What, what his policies, his policies. And the way they have, what? What? Name he, he, he's Name got one. infrastructure. He's got infrastructure going crazy. You know, I'm going to I'm going to cut this off because we got another guest. I mean, Ron's reply is that basically Biden was standing there in the right place at the right time, and and a good economy came along. All right, uh, I want to introduce Chris Yao. Chris is with Main Street Murray here, and I, what are you the editor now, Chris? No, sir. Still just um, just a guy. Just a, a reporter for Main Street Murray. And Jerry, this is this one's going to come straight at you here. Yeah, I'm the, sure. <laughs> Chris has got a story coming out about the Murray County Animal Shelter in Main Street, Murray, this week. The it will be published tomorrow, and uh, there, if you aren't a subscriber, there will be copies available right here at our station. Chris, we we share offices here at Kennedy Broadcasting with Main Street, Murray. 
Chris is writing a story about the Murray County, or has written a story about the Murray County Animal Shelter that will be in this week's edition of Main Street Murray. The Murray County Animal Shelter, of course, is run and owned by uh, Murray County government. Uh, and it's, uh, Jerry, I believe I'm correct, the county executive is directly in charge of the animal shelter. Is that correct? That's correct. The animal shelter director and staff are in an organization chart would be under the county mayor. Under the county mayor. All right, Chris, is that, is that story already out there online or will it be tomorrow? It'll be tomorrow morning. Yeah, you know, Jerry's exactly right. The and you are too, Delk. The you know Sheila Butt is the is the supervisor of the department head at the the animal shelter, and the, the county commission is really just the funding body. And so I don't know if this is gonna you know, be too much uh, mud thrown at Jerry this morning. I, I sure hope not, because uh, I know that he's gotten plenty of emails and calls about about this, as has everyone on the commission, and it's a tough situation basically what what we're reporting is you know there have been claims of abuse and there's a video that circulated social media shows a woman uh, maybe pushing a dog down uh, onto the ground but it also looks like the dog is jumping on top of you know jumping on her so i mean there's there's certainly uh some things there that are iffy, but there there are some photos of dirty kennels and some complaints from former uh, employees who basically say, you know, th- these animals aren't taken care of as well as they should be. And, uh, you know, there needs to be changes made in order to uh, rectify those situations. And at the most recent health and environment meeting, Mayor Sheila Butt, you know, answered those questions to some degree, uh, stating that Caitlin Stewart took over in December of 2022 as the director of the animal shelter and that she, along with the rest of her staff, have been undergoing leadership training and customer service training and other training uh, initiatives to try and improve the Murray County Animal Shelter. So uh, these claims of abuse have have been going on for a while, and the most recent claims came in December of, of 2023. So she's had a year, Caitlin, uh, to improve. And it, it, you know, by this by the account from this former employee, things haven't improved in in a year. So there's you know there there are a lot of things that go into this, but I'm happy to answer any questions. Okay, well, Chris, it's, so to be clear here, the Murray County Animal Shelter is out on Tom Hitch Parkway, um, mm-hmm. and it is a what's called a no-kill shelter where uh, animals are not put to death or euthanized. Uh, and that Less than 5%. Yeah. So Up that to takes, 5% can be. That, 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 takes, that takes a lot of... Uh, that takes a lot more management to manage a no-kill shelter, and uh, yeah. and and at least that would. They be all pit bulls. Hmm. Very few, I believe. I'll, I'll I'll tell you a story that happened out on my farm. This was just incredible. Down the my barn is just down the road from my house, and we drove up one day, and somebody had it looked like a pit bull mix of some type. 
had just literally uh, tied with a leash, uh, had tied the pit bull mix to my barn gate. Left left him or her there. I never figured out who. I never noticed whether it was a male or female. So I called the Murray County Animal Shelter. Now they they came right out. The fellow could not have been nicer. I got great service from them. Uh, but they found an implant. Uh, you know, one of these deals where you can trace a dog or whatever, and, and uh, it's put underneath their skin. They found an implant in the dog. The fellow called me back. The dog had been adopted some three or four years earlier by a family who apparently now had decided to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it had been adopted from the Murray County Animal Shelter. So, Did you go talk to him. Yeah, he said he was going to. Uh, he said he was going to. All right, Chris, what kind of conditions are being reported at the animal shelter? Uh, there are reports from this particular employee that uh, animals are they're staying in feces or urine, uh, you know, for up to 20 hours a day. And that's, you know, just not getting clean, the kennels. And then, you know, the strays who are, who are kept away from the adoption side are not walked. They are not let out of their kennels at all. And that's because Caitlin Stewart, says that, that they had a distemper outbreak a while back and they decided to kind of keep them away so that they wouldn't uh, kill other animals, which is certainly understandable. Uh, but they've had, you know, one animal who hasn't been out of its cage since October 31st, uh, just waiting on surgery. So it just seems like there are, you know, just some little things that really need that, that kind of add up to a bigger problem, which is just uh, taking care of the shelter. Yeah, so, Chris, it's, is the problem the management? Is it is it the person that's running it, or is they, the training needed to take care by employees that work there? I think it's a little bit of all of that. I think I think the training and your employees are a direct representative of your supervisor, and she's only been in this job. She started as a part time worker, and then went to uh, office manager, and is now the director. So it's not like she has. That the, you know a lot of training in this situation so we'll, we'll see how it works Sheila says that she feels like more training and more time over time that this right. is going to work out we are out of here uh, read the story in Main Street Murray comes out tomorrow online or get a copy and print right here at Kennedy Broadcasting we'll see you tomorrow <laughs>